Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Power, hour of power. Actually, it's only 25 to 30 minutes, but (laughs) glad to see you here tonight. I'm so glad we know Jesus. I hope you do. Really got to know him and know him. I, I think about, oh, how good it is to know him in this day and this hour. I was listening to some music earlier about the name of Jesus. What a great, great name. The name that's above every name. The one we can call on when all else fails, but we should be calling on him before we get to that point. Amen? Amen. Tonight, I would just want to talk to you about uh, faith. You know, faith is an important thing, isn't it? And uh, the title of this message is Faith in God Will Change Your World. I mean, you know, faith changed my world. I hope it changed your world, too. I remember back in 1976, in the, in the spring of 76, when I bowed my knee, in a, and you've, some of you have heard this, in a hotel room down in Central Illinois, listening to the last 10 minutes of Billy Graham, faith, believing God, trusting God, changed my life. It changed my whole life, and, and a path of my life, and the course of my life, and Listen, my friends, this is what we need today. We need faith as much today as the day you got saved. I pray, I pray that you, you know that and you're trusting God for that. But in, over in Romans, we've, we begin with some scripture tonight. The Romans, Paul says he's ready to preach the gospel, <laughs> the good news to those in Rome. And uh, how many of you know we need to be ready to preach the gospel? Not all of us are called to pulpit ministry, but all of us have a pulpit and have a ministry of reconciliation. That's what the Bible tells us. We're to be out there telling our testimony how God saved us and delivered us. How many of you know when he sent his word to us, each one of us, when he interrupted our life? How many of you know we needed somebody to interrupt our life because we were sinners and we're all saved now by the grace of God, not by faith in in the grace of God. And so anyway, he goes on to say in verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Listen, my friends, we shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. We can't get saved without the the word of God. Uh, uh, Jesus said over in John 3, he said, uh, you must be born again. We know that's uh, what what he said, not of, of, uh, of old things, but of new things. All things become new. That's what he said, and he said, you can't see the kingdom of God. You can't even enter the kingdom of God. Sometimes we talk about, why are people out there in the world doing what they do? It's just crazy. No, they're sinners, and they need salvation. They need the gospel to be preached to them because they can't see the goodness of God until they do get saved. For the Jew first, and also for the Greek, for in it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just and upright, and this amplified, upright shall live by faith. Faith in God will change your world. Like I said, it changed mine. I was on a course on my way to hell. How about you? You were too, if you, if you weren't born again. And so we were on our course to a place where we, we didn't want to go and don't want to go, but it changes our world. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He wasn't ashamed of the gospel. He was bold and spoke the word of God everywhere he went. Power of God to to salvation. Salvation means deliverance, made whole, healing, freed from sin's penalty, eternal redemption. That's That's what salvation means. That's the good news of the gospel. 
he came, he said, I was ready to preach that to you. We should be ready to preach to somebody else, not in a, in a condemning way, but in a, in a gentle way to say, hey, God loves you. God wants you to change and God will change your life. Amen. He'll change the course of your life. Faith is not a, a mysterious force, not just a good feeling. Some will say, well, it's a feeling. No, it's a force of change. We start by faith. <laughs> we continue by faith. We walk by faith. We live by faith from faith to faith. Faith. Uh, did, did faith change your world? I'm sure it did. Can it change your world from where you're at? Why? Because we're going from faith to faith, glory to glory. We're not to stop with just being born again. That's the entrance into the kingdom of God. That's the entrance into that place where he wants us to be. Four times in the Bible, or even it may even be more, but I know the just shall live by faith. Our faith should affect everything we do in life. Faith should affect your morals. <laughs> if not, you're going to live a... a, a immoral life and an ungodly life. So faith should affect your morals. In other words, when you see something in the word of God that tells us how a direction, a course that we should walk on and live on, then we need to do that, the, the very thing. Pastor Scott's preaching on stay the course. There is a course for our life. God has a plan and a purpose and a direction for us that is only good. <laughs> so we have to, it has to affect our morals. Faith in God and, uh, should affect our ethics. We should live uh, uh, an ethical life. We should have uh, 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 a life that's uh, the highest caliber and of our ethics, and it should affect our character. How you know we had a we had a, a president some years ago when they said uh, character doesn't matter. Well, character does matter, and it should matter in a Christian's life. It should affect our values. It should affect faith in God, should affect our values, what we believe in, how we should believe. Where do we get our values? Right out of this Bible. We should know what it says. Faith must be in every part of our life, every area of our life. What means from faith to faith? The just shall live by faith. Simply, whole life of a believer should be a life of faith from the beginning to the end. Uh, you, many of you have heard Keith Moore preach on faith, but probably as much as anybody else. And he talks about, we live by faith, but we also die by faith. That's, that's the promise that we have, and we need to live by faith. The righteousness of God is revealed continually through our lives. By what? By faith. Faith, faith. I heard uh, uh, Brother Summerall tell one man, uh, ask what, what, what faith was. And he says, faith is just trusting in God and what he has said in his word. So it, it's really uh, trusting God. How do we build our faith? Knowing more of the words, getting closer to him. Over in Genesis 15, 6, God showed Abraham the stars and said, so shall your descendants be. Abraham believed in the Lord and he was accounted, it was accounted for him for what? Righteousness. The Bible talks about Abraham was justified by the belief in what God said, not by works. The just shall live by faith. The walk that we shall walk by faith, not by sight. It, it, you find that in Romans 1.17, Habakkuk 2.4, Hebrews 10.38, and Galatians 3.11. In Romans 3.28, a person is justified by faith. Not by works, but by faith. Believing what God has said. Now we should, our faith, uh, I'll let Pastor Scott 
uh, reveal all this thing in James where it says, if you say you have faith and not works, you're, you're deceiving yourself. Let him expound on that. He does a great job of doing those things. But I'm telling you, we should have works. We should have do, be doing something that God has called us to do. We ought to step out and do it. And the keynote for faith, choose to believe God's word above the evidence of the senses, life's circumstances, not denying, but believing God's word. There's a note in the Bible that says, faith is choosing boldly to, to uh, believe what God has said. 20th, 21st century faith must learn again to believe totally the testimony of scripture. Among the keys to faithfulness, faithful living in, is the truth of our confession and our conversion. Faith frees us to live as never before for the good of others. Amen. We're not just walking this life for ourselves. That's the most selfish uh, uh, thing we can do. We're walking this for the love of God and for love of others. Amen? Amen. We're to proclaim the gospel boldly. Just wrote that note out. In Romans 5, 4, when I said, when our Christian character goes through hardship, hope of receiving what God has promised grows stronger. <laughs> Listen, when you're going through things, trust God right in the middle of it. Your faith will grow stronger. Amen? Amen. So we just begin to walk by faith. In Matthew, uh, or Mark 11, we know the story when Jesus cursed the fig tree. How do you know when you have faith in God? And believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. Well, we know that scripture of that when he uh, went, Mark 11, 23 and 24, we know, but what did it say before that? Well, it said, let me get to this real quick. Mark 11. I usually write all this down, but that was too much to write down this time. Mark 11, verse 12 says, Now when the next day, when they had come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig, uh, afar off a fig tree having leaves, he went to it, and perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he said nothing but, le uh, but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again, and his disciples saw it. Now they came back the next, uh, next day and, and went on to Jerusalem, came back the next day, and, uh, and he went, to, and it says they were astounded that the fig tree had dried up and from the root. But now we know this, when the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots, and Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. This is where we start right here. Have faith in God. Have faith in God's word. Have faith in what God has said. Then he says, for assuredly, I say to you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whosoever, we're whosoever's, amen? Be thou removed or be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. This is where the fight is. The fight of faith is <laughs> faith, versus doubt, not an unbelief, amen, amen. And says, do not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. Well, Jesus said, as I said, Jesus said, have faith in God, God's word. That's how we got saved, didn't we? Somebody told us about it, or we heard a preacher, or we read the Bible, whatever, and said, we must be born again. That, that we were sinners and we were uh, needed a salvation needed a salvation of Almighty God. Then it says, "Faith is to be spoken." This is what Jesus said: "Have faith in God, what God has said, and then you begin to speak to things." 
Whatsoever things apply to every aspect of our life. Do you believe he bore my sicknesses? Well, if you have faith for that, because he's, he's promised in his word, he bore our sicknesses and carried our pain, and by his stripes we've been healed. He became poor that we might become rich. Do you believe that he is uh, our provision? He said he'd provide for everything. So you begin to agree with that, and you begin to say that. Do you believe he paid the price for your sins? Amen? Some people still live in their sin and, and their thoughts of their sin. They, they bring up the sins of the past. How many of you know we're not to bring up the sins of the past? We're to begin to be, we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So how do we know we agree and have faith? We begin to say, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Greater is he that's in me. He saved me from my sins. I'm no longer an old sinner saved by grace. I'm, no, I'm a new man, new person, righteousness. Of, of, I am the righteousness of God. Faith believes God's word and then we speak it. Faith, can God can change your life. It can frame your future. How many of you are framing your future by what you say? You can frame it either to the negative or to the positive of what, what God has. Are you, are you, with all the things going on today, with all the pressures of life, how are we looking at things? Are we looking at it on the negative side or are we looking at it as God, if God be for us, who can be against us in this day and this hour? I will live and not die and proclaim the goodness of God. I'll go forth in triumph and victory in Christ Jesus. What are we trusting and believing God for for our future? Well, I don't know what we're going to do. It's looking bad out there. You know, they're going to raise the taxes. They're going to take this and that and that. And that. Get away from that. Get over in the word of God and the promises of God and begin to speak those out of your mouth. <laughs> now, over in Genesis 1, 1 3, through 3, we know God framed the world by his words. We frame our world by our words, either negative or positive. What do you believe and what you speak will become what you live in? What you're saying today will become the reality in your life tomorrow. Now, faith takes risk. I mean, you know, it takes risk. It doesn't sit back and wait and say, que sera, what will be, will be. You step out of the boat. That's a, the passage I want to look at right now. Over in Matthew chapter uh, 14, you know this story, but I just want to read it to you. Jesus walks on the water. This is the one. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get in the boat and go to the other side while he uh, sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain by himself to pray. Now, next week, I'm going to talk to you about uh, the patterns of Jesus and how we can have and walk in the pattern that he walked in and, and see the results that he walked in. You know, we have to do something. And one of the number one things he always, we always find him doing was praying. But it said he went up in the, in the, uh, by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, came he was alone there. But the boat now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, used to stand a lot of fourth watches, <laughs> been a long time ago now, uh, Jesus went to them wa uh, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out for, it, for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. Amen. <laughs> Trouble's coming. Trouble's here today. 
the waves of, of, of uh, destruction, the waves of trouble, the waves of all kinds of circumstances are coming today against us individually and corporately. But he said, be of good cheer. Don't be troubled by it. It is I. Do not be afraid. Listen, we, we shouldn't be afraid. You have faith in God. Have faith in Jesus. Have faith in his word. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Fear will tear your life down. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. What had happened? Jesus, now this is, this will be a risk here. This risk is exposed to be exposed to danger or loss. That's a risk. And it says, uh, Jesus said to him, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? He said, Peter got out of the boat at the command, didn't he? But then he got to looking around. Listen, folks, we can get to looking around, watching too much of the national news, watching too much, reading too much of the, uh, of the newspaper and all these other um, uh, media outlets. We got to be careful what we're hearing. Read the word of God. Trust the word of God. Listen, Peter took a risk. He got out of the boat. <laughs> a lot of them stayed in the boat. Listen, we need to get out of the boat sometimes, not be afraid to speak up and speak out what we believe, what this Bible says. Trust in the Lord. Faith takes action. Faith takes risk. We believe it, we speak it, and we act on it. In Luke 5, 1 through 7, remember that story? Uh, uh, they were out fishing and, and they had caught nothing. And Jesus said, uh, let down your nets for a, a, for a great draft of, of fish. And they said, well, we haven't, we haven't caught anything, Jesus, but at your word. How many of you know it takes something to do at his word when we haven't seen any results yet? We have to sometimes just say, God, I'll take your word on that and step out. And what did they do? They let down their nets. And, and if you can imagine this story, of course, some of you have been watching The Chosen. I don't know. Uh, I've seen a little bit of that. The boat was just overflowed with, uh, overfilled and overflowed with fish. They had to get their partners to help them. See, listen, sometimes we don't have what God says we can have because we don't get out of the boat or we don't let down our net or we don't step out and take a risk. Over in Luke 9, we see that Jesus was feeding the multitude and he had a young boy come along with two fishes and loaves of bread and he took those fish and loaves of bread and he multiplied them. Now, why did, why did he take that child's uh, bread? for the miracle. Could he not just done it without it? I assume, but he, we need to give Jesus something. We need to cast some seed upon the, up on the ground, upon the water. Amen. Give Jesus something to work with. That's what we're to do. We're to give Jesus something to work with. What do we do? Say, Lord, I'm trusting you. I don't see the results. It looks bad. It doesn't look good here, but I'm going to trust you. What your word says, you're, I'm an overcomer because of this word. I'm going to stand on your word in the midst of all this carrying on. Again, I say as over in James, James 1.22 says, be a doer of the word and not hearer only, deceiving yourselves. Listen, we can deceive ourselves. Going to a meeting, listening to somebody else talk about uh, uh, the word is good. We need to do that. But we need to take that word and apply it to ourselves. I remember a man years ago that preached on that and he saw that word doer was 
was the root word of that was poet. And he, he preached on it saying, you need to be a poetic performer. A poetic performer is not necessarily one that wrote the word. He's just reciting the word. Uh, Hal Holbrook used to do uh, uh, Mark Twain, and he would dress up and, and he would speak what Mark Twain had said in his writings, and you would have thought it was Mark Twain. You've seen people do that before. Actors do that all the time. They portray things. They say th we need to be a poetic performer of what God said in his word. A poetic performance says exactly what God says. And you get to the point where you're saying it as if it was him saying it through you. Amen? Amen. Also, it goes on to say that not only be a poetic performer, but, but step out and begin to do what he said to do. Amen? Over in a doer of the word withstands life's storms. Now, last week I talked to you about, I think it was last week. I've kind of lost track of time here uh, of which, which one I've done and haven't done, but Remember what I talked to you uh, last week or the week before was in Matthew 7, verse 24. Uh, a doer of the word can withstand life's storms. How do you react to storms and problems that will, can, uh, will be, the re, uh, your results will come from what, how you react to it. It says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, see there it is of being a doer of the word, you gotta do what he said, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Have you built your house on the word of God? Have you built your house on the, the promises of God and the blessings of God? And the rains descended, the floods came and the winds blew and, blew, and beat on the ha that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. The winds of adversity are blowing, my friends. The storms are coming and they're coming to all. Uh, the devil is an equal opportunity destroyer. He doesn't, you don't, you don't have an end with him. He's just out to get you. But he is who is a doer of the word can hold fast to their confession of faith for they know God cannot fail. So be a talker or a doer. It goes on to say, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rains descended, the floods came and the waters blew and beat on it. And that house, and on that house, and it fell, and great was his fall. Listen, stick to the word of God, amen? Have faith in God. Hmm. He cannot fail us. Make God's word your own by acting on it, by speaking it out of our mouth. See, sometimes it's so easy. We always find out where we're at when the pressure gets on, don't we? When, when problems come, we find out we're full of, of the word of God, or we're full of stress and strife and and. and other things that might come up out of your mouth. Hopefully they don't, but that's why we continually transform by the continual renewing of our mind. We, we forget things, and when the pressure gets on, what's been in us will come out of us. Now listen, we're about ready to close up here, but the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Acknowledge Him. Praise him, thank him, give him glory right in the midst of your trouble and he shall direct your path. A path of what? Faith, because we walk by faith, not by sight. Now over in Jeremiah 1.12, he said, God watches over his word to perform it. What do we do? We're to believe it, we're to confess it, we're to act on it. That's walking by faith, my friends. Faith in God can change our world and will change our world. Amen? 
Amen. In these trying times. Let me just pray for you while, uh, before I get off here. Listen, if you got pain in your body right now, lay your hand right where that pain is. We're just going to pray for you right now. I just believe that that's a word that I just, just came up in my heart. Lord, we thank you right now that you bore our pains, carried our, our sicknesses, and by your stripes we've been healed. So I just speak to everybody that's in pain right now, and I command that pain to go on the authorization of what Jesus has done by his word. Having faith in God, I speak to it with the authority of, of Almighty God. Come out, pain, and be gone in Jesus' name. And whatever's causing that pain has to cease and desist and be gone in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord, tonight that we do walk by faith in this, these trying times, this hour of, uh, it, it seems dark at times. Well, Lord, we thank you that you're the light, we're the light, and we walk in the light, not in the darkness. And we thank you, Lord, that we overcome every situation by faith in God. We thank you, Lord, that not only will we hear the word, but we'll be doers of the word. We'll step out and do the things you've called us to do. In this day and this hour, be bold as lions, meek as lambs, to do the will of God and see the goodness of God done in Jesus' name. Be not afraid, he said, be of good cheer. So may we be of good cheer tonight, full of the glory and presence and the joy of the Lord in Jesus' name. We thank you so much for what you've done. I thank you that you changed my life faith in God has changed my life. I pray that it would be that way for others. If you're watching this tonight, I just would say to you, put your faith in God. If you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior, this would be a good time to do it. This is a time to be walking around without knowing Jesus. So we, we just thank you for being on uh, viewing this tonight, and we just trust that you're going to have a great week, a great night, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.